Uh, hi there, welcome to Opinions. I'm Harry. And I'm Ben. And we're in the studio. We are both in the studio, yes. Good to be here. A- AKA the the spare room in my parents' house. <laughs> no, 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 it's a high-tech studio. <laughs> we got the best production here. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a good story. When, when we make it, you know, we can be like, oh, I remember when we used to shoot in, yeah. in the spare room at my parents' house. It's a good origin story, that's true. True that, true that. Um, we've come straight from work to shoot this. So I haven't even had a chance to think of a name for the podcast, for this episode. I mean, oh, it's tough. I want to say it's the final countdown because we're <laughs> almost... Well, I guess yeah. it is the countdown to the finals. Yeah, we, no, let's... You know what? There we go. It's the, the This episode's called the final yeah. countdown. I how won't good, sing it for copyright. <laughs> how, how good have you been? Do you remember what episode we're up to? We are up to, I want to say, episode 24. <laughs> I actually don't remember. I, I short of like looking us up on on Spotify. Uh, if you're not already following us on Spotify, make sure yep, that you give are. Give us a follow there. Um, hoop in. Oh, there it is. Uh, we're up to. This is so sad. That I don't remember. I know. We're in the, I know. Uh, I never remember. The no, we're up to episode twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay, sorry. Twenty-four was Al Horford shines and Chris Paul declines. That's true. Good episode, by the way. We'd Twenty. Listen. I feel like the twenty-five. We've hit. We've hit like a quarter of a century. That's true. Which is a good good record, actually. So, um, so I feel like the final countdown for episode twenty-five, which is like probably episode, we must be almost up to, f- almost like fifty total. How many did we get through in the last season? Not as many, but not as many. Still, but we're, we're getting closer. Yeah, we're milestones, getting milestones. Anyway, so we digress. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's the conference finals that we're talking about: the East with the Heat and the Celtics, the West with the Mavs and the Warriors. I want to dive into the East first. I think the East. There are just, I think, more things that we got to take away from this. Uh, obviously, it was a came down to a game seven, so it was quite a. Close season when you look at the sorry, close series when you look at the games, but then when you look at how the point differential, it Bruh. was not really a close one. It was yeah, uh, let's, bit of a boring series. Do we get like the negative Nancy stuff out of the way first? Yeah, okay, let's which, talk about the elephants in the room. Yep, which like this series was really boring to watch. Yep, um, which is a shame. <laughs> it's not fun. Like look, and it, it, look, it's the way it works. It, it's it's one of those things sometimes where like if one team gets really hot especially from three and the other team can't keep up, then it just blows out. And it's just because everyone's so good at three point shooting. And like, like sometimes you have those off nights as a team and you just, there's not much you can do. It happens. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of lame when you're in the conference finals and that happens. Yeah. Not the time to get called. (laughs) And yeah, it, it just makes for not good viewing. There were definitely a lot of Boston heat games, which like I'd watch the first quarter one team would get ahead by 30 or 20 and I'd be like, cool, that's that's the match done. You can pretty much call the game halfway or even after the first quarter in a lot of them, which doesn't... It's not exciting. I don't... Like, <laughs> playoffs are supposed to be close. Yeah. Um, thank you for giving us at least a fun ending. Like, look, game seven was boring. 80%, 95% of that game was boring. Yeah. Until the last two minutes where um, the Heat went on, like, a 14-0 run or something to, like, bring it at least give us a nice ending yeah but most of these games were boring yeah i think they at least gave, send us off with a good good note uh but yeah the last game ended up close uh i think uh, the big the big thing for me was that you, you want a bit of consistency right i think guys like jimmy on the heat have been putting up some crazy numbers in the playoffs and but then disappears the next game. but then disappears exactly i mean he <laughs> i want to point out one game in particular uh game four 
And I think this is kind of the turning point of this. I mean, if there is a turning point, because it did go back and forth, but they were up 2-1 coming into this game, game four, the Heat. This game, the starters, all five starters, none of them cracked double digits. Ah, yes. You had Tucker with zero points, Struess with zero points, Larry with three, Butler with six, and Bam with nine. I mean, that is one of the biggest collapses from the starters I've seen in quite a while. And can I just say, I was very, I've been very confused for a while why everyone was so high on the heat. Like, yes, Mm. I understand they're a good team. They're Mm. they're not a terrible team. I just think that, I don't want to say it was like situational, but them being, I don't think them being the first seed reflected Mm. that, like, it's like their perceived skill versus their real skill. I think it's fair. They're, they're definitely like one of those kind of regular season teams. Like they, yeah. they know when, when to play hard, when to get those wins. Uh, and I think, yeah, they can kind of coast a little bit, kind of cruise and kind of but, fly under the radar. But then when it comes to the postseason, I mean, look, they've done they've done well. Look, I mean, yeah, they made, the, so made the conference finals. Like, And that's not a, like, you know, it's still an achievement. Mm. It's just everyone was like, you know, Miami's first seed, they're going to do really well. And I was like, hold up, this team isn't that good. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're, they're a very well-coached team, yeah. and they're doing some amazing things with people that are not drafted and and all that all that stuff. Yeah, but definitely. They've mainly got Jimmy, Bam. Kind of. Come, well, that's the thing. People in this team just kind of come and go. Yeah, I think it's just been like I say, consistency. Because I feel like you need that star power, and they kind of have that in Jimmy. And to be to be fair, he put up like thirty. He put up forty-seven, I think, in Game Six. He put up thirty-something in Game, game Seven. Game Six, he got forty-seven, and then Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum got thirty and twenty points. Like, yeah, one Jimmy equaled two Celtics. <laughs> so to to be fair, he's had some games where he's truly shown like a star. But then some of these games, he scored six. He scored like nine in another game. Like he's barely crack- cracking double digits, and yeah. he cannot disappear when the rest of the team. No, no offense don't really have stars when you're the kind of the thing holding everything the, together the, the dude yeah when you're the man and when you fall apart what do you do and i think that's kind of what happened because as a team earlier in the playoffs i mean they did have a few guys that could kind of step up they had a bit of a well-rounded team but it seems like they all just fell apart when jimmy isn't there so and i, I just don't know like looking at the stats like you've got jimmy averaging 27 in the post in the post season. really impressive to be honest bam's averaging 14.8 and honestly mm. it's it's almost it's almost a rudy gobert situation yeah. <laughs> if he's you know he's kind of like the number two or the number three i kind of want to see him averaging the yeah. high teens to the low 20s really absolutely i would definitely agree with that yeah like you just need a bit more from him like look you know he's averaging eight rebounds but so is jimmy yeah um so i'd like to see a little bit more because like other than that then like you know you got tyler hero averaging 12 and he's coming off the bench so he's kind of doing what he's supposed to do Mm. you've got you know struce is averaging 10 victor's averaging 10 like there's not a lot here Whereas if you look at the Boston Celtics, you've got Jason Tatum averaging 27, Jalen Brown averaging 22, Marcus Smart averaging 15, Al Horford averaging 11. So you've got a bit more... You've you've got a bit more depth and and consistency with the depth on the Celtics. And I think... I don't want to do this again, but the Heat just remind me of an East Coast or East Coast Jazz, really, because they've kind of <laughs> got like the the firepower. Before. Like you got Jimmy, you got Don Donovan Mitchell, you got Bam, who should be probably bringing a bit more offensively, kind of like Gobert. You've got Hero off the bench, who's kind of like a Jordan Clarkson, like just firepower off the bench. It reminds me a lot like them, and also finishing first 
in the regular I was, season. I was gonna make that joke. I yeah. was like, yeah, you know, they're like the Jazz, where like they finish first and then just disappear yeah. in the playoffs. And sadly, it reminds me a little bit of that. But having said all these negative things, like they've done pretty well to make the finals in 2020, yeah, which we almost forget about, yeah. and then making the the semis now. So it's. It's just also, like, injuries kind of ruined them a little bit as well. Mm. Um, but, like, that's... Uh, what did they think was going to happen with Kyle Lowry? Yeah. I mean, he is getting on a little bit in his... He's got a big badonkadonk. <laughs> got a lot of weight to carry around. Can't be good for his ankles. <laughs> but, like, yeah. And Jimmy... Like, look, I love how hard Jimmy plays, mm. but his body can't keep up the way it used to. He, yeah. he you can't let him carry everything because his body just can't handle it there's only been, so much he can do yeah playoffs is usually when Jimmy starts managing injuries mm. and I think he had a knee problem in this series like there were times where he was taking a jumper but he wasn't jumping yeah and that you can start to see <laughs> yeah so Something's... maybe if the Heat were completely healthy we might be talking a different tune but mm. they weren't completely healthy and it cost them yeah and I mean, look, again, it came down to game seven, so it could have gone either way. But I feel like that game four was kind of that indication personally, because if they won that, they'd be up 3-1 pretty much locked in. Yeah. They would have had that. And I think by dropping at such a crucial game, just let the Celtics come back in. And even though they were cold at parts... But how had... the hell... Can we talk about the Celtics? How mm. the hell did they drop a game when they were up 3-2? Oh. A whole world was like, yep, yeah, Celtics have got this. They're just going to finish it off. And the Celtics yeah. are like, no, nah, hold up. Hold just my chicken fam. Not to mention, I mean, they're at home as well. And we might get onto this a little bit. Let's get onto this right now. <laughs> yeah, all right. What has happened to having the home court advantage? I This this is such an interesting series because, I mean, first two games were split 1-1. Second two games split 1-1. And then the last three games, the away team won all three. So five what? out of seven games were won at away arenas what <laughs> i'm just but then I, and I think i'll say this to you like and we'll, we'll do a bit more breakdown but like boston can't do that against golden state no no i think obviously home court advantage isn't quite as crucial as it used to be but if there is one place that it is crucial i feel like it would be golden state i feel like they have such a strong home performance i don't know what it is whether it's the fans or uh, what but they're strong at home so they cannot afford to this, drop any games th- that's the thing while while the series like it was okay it was a little bit interesting but the games were boring mm. but both the heat i'd, I'd say like the, with the heat or boston um they were both so inconsistent the way it went back and mm. forth and i actually have a little stat just for the boston um teams mm. where is it um, the Celtics point differential this playoffs. Mm-hmm. So against the Nets, it was plus 18. Against mm-hmm. the Bucks, it was plus 55. Mm-hmm. And against the Heat, it was plus 37. Wow. So, so that's... It's just... And and this is such an interesting thing because if you didn't look at the scores, you just looked at the number of games won, you'd think, oh yeah, the, the Game 7 series must have been close and then the sweep against the Nets must have been a blowout. But no. all of those Nets games, were, they were really close. The, so that point differential stat is very interesting. Yeah, the, the Nets probably gave them the hardest time even though they yeah. got swept. Because all those games really came down to the wire. They, they so. had to work hard for a lot of them. Yeah. I think there was one buzzer... Like, yeah, it's, there were buzzer beaters, there was all sorts of... Like, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's just been a weird this has been a really weird playoffs because yeah. I don't remember last year being so many blowouts yeah I, I feel like last uh, I don't know if it's just not remembering them because they were boring but I don't remember there being that that many 
that no, many not, so probably not a couple like, of big ones, but like not this many blowouts. Sometimes you get like the ten point, like you know, the one team's just like consistently ahead by ten points. But I don't remember there being like you know the twenty thirty point blowouts mm. for like most of the game. I yeah. feel like last year there were ones where it was like, yeah, you know, they're trying to hold, you know, they're five or ten points behind and they lose it at the end and it's mm-hmm. like 15 points maybe. But like near the end, like I don't remember this happening. Like, you know, some of these Boston games, like they just took off from the first quarter and that was it. Yeah. GG, thanks for coming. And it's kind of crazy because it's not like they had a real mismatch situation really because you look at some of the teams that have like a really dominant big and then the other team barely has size they play small ball the two of these teams i thought had pretty good personnel matchups like you've got pretty decent size on both teams both good wings both good perimeter defense so yeah i'm, I'm surprised it wasn't more exciting each game but, yeah, yeah yeah so but look i'm look i'm happy that the celtics made it through i think they were better than than mm. the heat um sorry jimmy and the heat maybe next mm. year i don't know i don't know what like so okay let's let's quickly pivot into what do you think the heat need to do next year mm, that's a tricky one uh I don't o- know honestly i feel like this that's the thing right because roster wise like i feel like they actually upgraded since last season bringing in like lowry um and, uh, it's it's a tough one because the thing is as well it's one of those clock ticking kind of situations because they have got some guys that are getting a little older but i'm not sure how much space they have to bring anyone else on because between, I mean, they've got a lot of guys, Bam, Jimmy, even Oladipo and stuff like that. They're, they've already kind of packed their roster a little bit full of guys. Like, what else <laughs> do you have? They've got Duncan. Yeah. Who, 15 million oh, to sit on the bench. I mean, that that's probably one of the bigger things we haven't talked a ton about is, yeah, just guys like Duncan who previous playoffs were crucial and were an absolute non-factor in these playoffs. Imagine if they had weaponized if, guys like Duncan imagine Robinson. Imagine Duncan like. remembered how to shoot a f- <laughs> basketball. Yeah. I mean, that could have that could have been the difference, especially in those games where your scorers get cold. You need someone off the bench to get you some quick buckets. So. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe you move Duncan for something. He still has value, I think. Yeah, maybe while he's still... Maybe got some if, value left. If you're making off. a big move, mm. most teams are going to ask for Tyler Hero. Yep, that's true. And in fact, they did like interview him saying like, oh, do you think you'll be getting a starter role next season? He's like, well, I think I've, I've deserved it. I'm in my fourth year. Like, I think I've earned it. And that's interesting because I feel like he's been great off the bench. Do you think they'll move him to the starter or do you reckon he'll want to go elsewhere to get that I starter role? I think they'll, they'll have to now yeah. that he said it. Mm. Well, also, I feel like Kyle Lowry should be coming off the bench. At Maybe this point, yeah. Let, it, let him feast on the second unit. Yeah. If Tyler here is good enough to to play against starters, which he's, you know, he got sixth man of the year, but I feel like he was getting a lot of starting roles anyway with, yeah. with injuries. Yeah, number of injuries through the season, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think put Tyler Hero starting, mm. um, let Kyle Lowry feast as he gets a bit older and slower, let him feast on the second units a bit more. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, you paid Kyle Lowry a lot of money, and I don't know if that was the right, decision we definitely didn't see like prime raptors kyle lowry this playoffs so. 36 bro like yeah. <laughs> i mean we weren't expecting prime lowry but i think maybe a bit more of a contribution when you've got guys like jimmy to kind of carry a bit more of the load but yeah i mean look i think overall at least at least it was 
a seven game series uh, maybe even though it wasn't exciting and boring I, and to be honest I'm, I'm happy because I did want to see a different team in the finals and it's also exciting for Celtics fans because this yeah. is like the ultimate revenge tour I think yeah, I mentioned earlier yeah, they, they beat everyone that yeah. knocked them out the last couple all of these years. three teams were teams that knocked them out and they've successfully done it they've knocked them all out and made it to the finals so uh-huh. I think it's been a long time coming for them so and, yeah I'm yeah. excited it's just yeah the, if they don't play well it's going to get out of hand with Golden State really quickly yeah but yeah, both teams were quite inconsistent with the Heat and the the Buck, Celtics, not mm. Bucks, Celtics, the other green team. <laughs> so, mm. be interesting to see how the Boston how Boston goes, but I'm I'm excited. It, yep. I like seeing different people in the play. Uh, technically, no one from last year that was in the finals has made it this year. So there's no yeah. defending championship champions. We Which will I have like. <laughs> a new champion. Despite the fact that the Warriors are back again for the how many times in how many years? <laughs> Is it here's the thing, right? Because the let's okay, we can talk about Golden State now. This might be a transition, yeah. We can transition. <laughs> um, it's weird, right? Because half of Golden State are re- like remnants of the super team, so they're like mm. technically returning to the playoffs. Yep. Whereas the other half of the team have never been to the playoffs. Yeah. So. I don't know, like, do we hate them because they've been, like, do we like them because they haven't been in the playoffs before or do we hate them because they have been in the playoffs? I mean, first of all, I feel like Golden State's a team that you can't really hate unless no, your, your team was beat sorry. by them. But hate, <laughs> hate is a strong word here, but, I like, are they are they yeah. a new team? Is it something new having the, the Golden State Warriors I mean, in the that That's one positive. Playoffs? I don't, It's good it's not the same team coming back because I feel like hmm. that's a bit repetitive. At least it is slightly new unit. You've haven't, got Paul, haven't you've been got like some of the young guys, I think. Six appearances out of eight years or something. Yeah something like that <laughs> so so it is a bit repetitive but at least it is a slightly different unit and look the way i look at it as it's well not the unstoppable keep cheat code kd yes, yes squad. exactly i think the time that it was tedious was when it was Cavs warriors every year for like four years in a row and it was yeah pretty much they looked unstoppable i think mm. the, the time they didn't win was pretty much just like down to injuries or whatever yeah so raptors baby and yeah. a quiet Leonard. yeah pretty much so I feel like at least it doesn't feel as unfair. It doesn't feel as broken. So I think it should be a little bit better. And it's also kind of cool because we have got some of these guys like Poole who have come out of nowhere, ultimate origin story, and then just, yeah, kind of balling out. So at least it's a slightly different team plus some familiar faces. And yeah, I guess for me, it comes down to like, we are kind of witnessing like a a dynasty happening right before our eyes. If they win, that'd be quite crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about the honestly just as not like it wasn't that interesting either series between Golden mm. State and the Mavs where yep. Golden State won 4-1 yep. which was pretty much just like you know you got your token one victory so it wasn't a sweep more or less what we expected I think yeah um, pretty much yep. at um, least one takeaway is that most of the games except for one were maximum 10 point differential so they're a little closer but I mean throughout the game it looked a little bit obvious who was going to win so still not super entertaining yeah Golden State looked pretty comfortable for yeah. most of those can we talk about uh, Luca though, which yes, Luca get this stat line for his averages in the post season. This mm-hmm. is not taking into account his regular. This is just the post. Yep, he has averaging thirty one points with nine point eight rebounds. Okay, sorry, let's just go nine rebounds, ten and, rebounds almost. Yeah, okay, let's go thirty two points, ten rebounds, and seven assists. We'll round everything up. <laughs> He's almost averaging a triple double. It's it's crazy in the playoffs my goodness and this guy's like what 
23 or something, 24. He's like... What do the... How do the Mavs get a team around this man? <sighs> okay, my my biggest takeaway, I think, from mostly last last um, series for the, for the Mavs, but also this series a bit, is that I am actually impressed because... When they got rid of Pause, well, when they first got Pause it's like, okay, cool. They got their, their big two stars. Let's get a team around this. Pause obviously did not perform. Yada, yada, yada. They got rid of him. For me, it looked like, okay, well, they're going to have to almost start from scratch again to get a team around Luca. It's looking even worse. But the team has been performing better than it ever has. And I think I talked about last series. Their defense has improved a lot. Mm. The other, other guys who I who's, wasn't sure about. Who's their new coach? Hold up. They've got a coach. Yes, they got rid of Carlisle. And oh no, it's tipping my tongue now. Jason Kidd, of course, Kidd. Yeah, who obviously has made the finals before Which as a player. I feel like I said that last year that the Mavs should get rid of. Yeah, as as much coach. as I like Rick, Rick Carlisle, he was. I'm a good at picking bit. when you need to get rid of them. <laughs> That's true. I think yeah, he had been there for a little while. Maybe time for fresh, fresh inspiration. And I think, I, I think like even Boston talked about this as well. I think some of these teams who have got crazy lethal offensive weapons like Luca. They don't look like they put the best effort in defensively, but when it comes to playoffs, you can't afford that. And they change their mentality to go, we are a defensive team, yeah. which sounds crazy f- for me looking at Dallas last year, but this year they really stepped it up. And well, how much they shut down the Suns. Like. Oh, yes. I mean, shutting down like the finals team last year, like, yeah, I think that was the biggest surprise for me. Mm. But on top of that, back to your stats from Luca, that's just mental. That is yeah. insane. He's... <laughs> He's pretty much LeBroning it over in Dallas. I mean, he is really though, and this is quite reminiscent of LeBron's career because he dragged the Cavs to decent records even in the the early years of his career. Just imagine once he does get a team around him. My goodness, the yep. potential! It's, it's um, crazy. It's look. Can I just throw out quickly that the Jazz need a new coach as well? Sorry, Quinn, you need to go. Yeah, I think you've, that's you've had three chances. <laughs> the Jazz need a lot of things. He's changed. had a lot of chances. He's had like three different groups yeah. of people, and it's it's clear that they need something else as well. I just don't know. Mm. I don't know. If there's a lot of uh, coaches available at the moment that are good, but yeah. I feel like Jazz. Like if they're not going to get rid of Rudy or Donovan, then they need a new coach. Like there's nothing else they can do. It's one of the factors has to change. Whether it's Rudy, whether it's Donovan, or whether it's Quinn. Someone's yeah. going to have to go. <laughs> I would love for Rudy to go to like the Clippers or something. That would be a lot of fun. It could be fun. That could be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but back to Dallas. Mm. Um, yeah, Luca's just insane. I think Jason Kidd, honestly, honestly, I think they went further than they were expecting. Yeah. I don't think they were... Ex- I wasn't expecting them to beat the Suns. No, I was not expecting to beat the Suns. And even the Jazz series, I was like, it's probably Dallas, but even that could have been close. But the fact that they made it to... I mean the they're, conference finals. Yeah, they're they're turning jewels out of coal. Not, yeah, that, <laughs> diamonds yeah, out of coal. Pretty much because like look, um, like and Jalen Brunson's been averaging twenty one points, which is good. Yeah, I think game two had like thirty one points to yeah. add to Luca's forty two. So yeah, I mean, fact, like um, Spencer Dinwiddie and and uh, Jalen Brunson both have had like big get like a, a, a couple of big games, which is good. He's yeah. got a little bit of a support cast. I still think that, you know, someone like uh, Dwight, Dwight Powell, mm. he, they need a better big now. Without, yeah. Like, now that Pazingas is gone, they need someone a bit more assertive in the paint. That's true, because they are a bit guard-heavy. I mean, like, even Dinwiddie, who's probably the third scoring option, is coming off the bench. So yeah. And actually is averaging the third most points on the team. So, 
they are a bit guard heavy so if they could lock in a good big i mean i think we've talked about it there aren't a ton of bigs going at the moment yeah free agency, like even like maxi kleber's been doing okay but he's still only averaging 8.7 like you really need mm. someone that's tall to be averaging that good 10 to 50 in this team where it's so guard heavy you mm. probably only want your big to be getting like a good like 15 points a game ish mm. but you still need that yeah you still need the big to sort of you know punish the mismatches if they're playing small ball like punish that a little bit yeah if they can stretch the floor even better because i mean dallas protect. can run with decent size i mean if Luca's running point i mean he's like six seven he's or something tall. so he's a, he's a big point you can almost run like big lineup and because they've got a lot of big shooters so surround Luca with, with shooting options he can drive in kick it out yeah I just feel like if you haven't got a big that's averaging at least 10 to 20 points, which, mm. yeah, look, Kleber's close, but I need a bit more consistency from yeah. him. His percentages weren't great, and he mm. had some really good games and some really, really yeah. poor games. <laughs> it was very much peaks and troughs for him. A lot of surprising shooting performances doing really well, and then some just dropped off entirely. So, And I think one other key as well that I think I mentioned before, but Dorian Finney-Smith... I think he's growing as well as a, as a great player. I think defensively, he's really been key for them and improved his shot too. So I think mm. he's. it's good that they're able to kind of develop some talent themselves, uh, but maybe a few trades or moves are in, in the I, cards. So. I just don't know what would you give up to get someone better. Yeah, that's the thing. They're kind of strapped for what they've, like, they've, what, who they've got. Mm. Like, I mean, and to be fair... As well, I think it was only like mid-season, maybe even later in the season, I think. I can't remember exactly, but the Porzingis trade. So they haven't had a full season together with the current yeah. lineup. So who knows, maybe coming into next season, they'll have a bit more of the chemistry. They'll work out the roles between all those guards and try and sort it out. Possibly. A bit. It's just the supporting, like the, the Mavs kind of live, live or die by the three a little bit. Yeah. So like the, if they want to have any chance, they need to be way more consistent than what they currently are. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, look, honestly, I think they've exceeded expectations, and so I take that as a as a win. Yeah, that's in, positive. In their I, mind, yeah. yeah, I just worry because like Luke is a star, but I don't know if they will have enough time to get him the mm. supporting cast he needs. Though, if there's anyone that could LeBron it at this stage, it could be Luca. <laughs> yeah, but just like LeBron, he could do his absolute best for multiple years, get to a certain point, and can't get any further. And then that's when he may need to make a move and yeah, well, team up. To see. He's still very young. I think he just signed his rookie extension. Yeah. So he's locked still in for the next young. couple of years. So it's after that rookie extension where he might try and mm. maybe force a trade. But then it's also, I saw a weird stat. Well, not a weird stat, but a weird point. Mm. Um, think about all the stars in the NBA. Yep. Think about all the... Of them. Think of, yeah, all of them. All of them. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Mm. But it's mainly the American stars that are forcing themselves out of contracts and asking for trades. That's when was the point. last big European that... That's a good point, because not to mention the fact that there are a lot of international stars now. I mean, you look at Giannis, you look at Jokic. The two of them alone have won multiple and MVPs. More than None them. of them have gone anywhere. Yeah, they've all stayed with their team. So, I not to put any like, judgment or it's stereotype a, or anything. It's a very generic... Gen yeah. Like, you know, it's a very generic statement. But, like, you but think it about it... it is an interesting it, trend, yeah. It is interesting that more of, I feel like, the American stars have forced their way out of contracts and forced their way out of certain things, whereas mm. a lot of the more... I'm just going to say for now European, but the more European-based yeah. people, like, if... You know, it doesn't matter if it's a small market or not a perfect team. Mm. Hell, look at Dirk. 
<laughs> but yeah. Even Stay just in the last couple free. of years, like it's been yeah. So I'm I'd be curious, like maybe Luca will stick it out. We yeah. just don't know. But like I, I can see him sticking it out probably, but I think it will get to the point where give them maybe three more seasons or whatever, and then you kinda go if they haven't made a good improvement, um, then maybe reconsider. But I can see him like at least giving it a good shot, so I guess we'll see, but but honestly, looking good for the Mavs because yeah, yeah this is better. They turned something. They they yeah they turned their rubbish into into pearls somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I I wasn't expecting them to do as well. So it's mm. yeah. I just don't know. I yeah. I think the thing for me with the Mavs is I like the Mavs. I want I like Luca. I want the Mavs to do well. Mm. I just don't know how they're gonna make their team better. Yeah, because there's obviously something missing, and I just don't know how you get there. Yeah, but I think. I, I'm probably of the belief that, yeah, a bit more time together, even with this similar roster, I think they could surprise us. Possibly. So, possibly. Wait and see. Possibly. Uh, let's talk about Golden State. Yes. Because they were pretty awesome most of the time. Steph is mm. unstoppable. Clay is still getting number. Like, look, look at this. Listen to this. Like, you've got Stephen Curry averaging 25 points, 26 points. You've got Clay averaging 20 points. Mm. You've got Jordan Pohl averaging 18 points. And you've got Andrew Wiggins averaging 16 points. That's just like consistent, strong production. And when you have four weapons like that, I mean. That's, that, that's the thing. That's like, tough. <laughs> that's tough to defend. That's, and, and like you've still got people like Clay who like I think there was one game where he missed like all of his three point shots except for like the one clutch shot at the end <laughs> like in, in the fourth quarter where it like really oh mattered my gosh. and it's just like I there's so like this team plays so well mm. they're so well coached I think I think from a coaching perspective mm. they've got the edge over the Celtics yeah and and I just I, I just like the everything they do is like cool if Steph's not open we've got this person if he's not open yep. like everything they do has multiple options and I just don't know if Boston it's sort of turned into a Boston versus Golden State preview mm. but Golden State are just so so consistent yeah I mean so good at scoring I think that's the thing we've seen them in the final so many times so we know what kind of strengths they have and what type of things but the thing that we haven't seen before is them going to the finals with these new guys, Wiggins, with Poole and things like that. So we, we know what Steph, Clay, and Dre can do, but now they've kind of got these new pieces and it's looking terrifying, to be honest, yeah. because I think this team's, dare I say, almost... Ooh, I don't know if I want to say more well-rounded, but I feel like it was maybe a little bit more leaning on their stars before, but I think they've just got these guys who can deliver consistent... Uh, scoring defense and things like that. I mean, even Draymond, dare I say, is like still a key piece. And even though he's not scoring, well, they, they play terrible without Draymond. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just a tough formula to crack. And I think, like you said, the coaching in particular, they game plan so hard. Like yeah. their defense is all game plan. They they only let certain things happen. Yeah, they you know when they're on offense, they're just Stephen Curry. I swear, runs the most kilometers in yeah. any match. Oh my like, God, absolutely. So. Um, and and that's the thing. It's like somehow this team, even though they haven't really got good bigs, still managed like just with raw firepower and mm. superior game strategy. So I do want to see Boston try and get more. Like you know, they've got a couple of tall people that can. Yeah, they got Williams. They got Tice. They got a few guys that they can. Who's maybe the guy with the dreadlocks? Is that Williams? Um. Yes. Who's, yeah, yeah. Is that Williams? Time Lord. The, yeah. Yeah. The big scary Robert guy. Williams, yeah. <laughs> And then there's Grant Williams. Yep. He's the like their small ball yep. center kind of. 
But he's he's actually been playing some well, crucial things for the Celtics, yeah. But, but I think well, for me, you, it comes well, down to how you get two players <laughs> last name of Williams. But yeah, so like they've got he's a big boy, mm. the other Williams, yeah, the scary one. He's got scary dreads. I so just can probably see them. I wouldn't stand taking a bit more advantage yeah. of the size. So. I want to see someone take advantage of that size mismatch. Yeah. I know that Golden State are good, but surely you can mm. just bully ball. Like even for ten points, bully get some bully ball or mm. get a switch or every time they double get. Get it to the the paint. Yeah, and hopefully the size inside. I mean that that's important defensively. But then on the perimeter, you've got Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Hopefully, some of the better defensive options against one of the better scorers in the league as well. Multiple of the good scorers in the league. So that's that's the thing you can't like if you're like I think with Boston, if like your three points not hitting, you need to have something to keep the ball. Like you can't mm. afford to get cold from three. Yep. Yeah, which we've seen them get cold in the whole Miami series. So look, and let's be real, Golden State can get cold as well. Yeah, it does happen, but mm. it, at least in this playoffs, they seem to be much more consistent. Yeah, and just the fact they've got more options. Like if you look at like oh hey, yeah, when Jimmy d- doesn't get hot, that's their scoring done. Whereas at least with Golden Luka State, Luca doesn't get hot. That's yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. These guys are you know, there's so many. Yeah, there's a lot of weapons here. Mm. But just quickly to bring it back to the coaching, I think. Honestly, more than anything, I think that's going to be the factor. This is a team that's been to the finals like, yeah, eight times or whatever in recent yeah. recent seasons. The Celtics, as it stands with their current unit and coaching, have not been to the finals. It's like pretty much like a rookie final team against one of the most dominant ones we've had in the last decade. I think that's going to be the factor, purely just the experience. Uh, I think, yeah, coaching-wise, like you said, game planning, I think more than anything, that's the scary bit and- too, so... And yeah, Boston just can't afford to fall behind. Yeah, by too much. Otherwise, yep. it's over. Because they've had some games they dropped far behind and had to really rally either super hard to catch up or just kept that lost deficit the whole game, which they can't do. So and I don't think they can rely on trying to win. Like I don't know, not that they were relying, but yeah, they kind mm. of put themselves in situations where they had to win away. Mm. And I don't know if that's a good strategy against Golden State. Yeah, because I mean. We were talking about home court advantage not being as big a thing, but yeah, I still think that the Warriors at home looking incredibly strong, so they can't afford to... They, they're not likely to take any games on the road, to be honest, so they've got to try and lock in their home games. So it's Yeah, yeah. it's just going to be whether they can... They need to step up, and they need to step up big, and they need to step up consistently. Hmm. Um, with that being said, though, uh, what's your prediction? Or what's... I think hmm. we both have what we would wish versus what we think is <laughs> going to happen, so I'm just going to go out and say it, that I would really really like for Boston to win this series in seven mm. but I don't think it's going to happen yeah I think that sums up pretty well it would be nice purely just for someone different to win for Boston to win I think if they're going to do it it's going to be a tight grind and it's going to come down to seven games so Whereas, if Boston wins it'll be 4-3 but if the Warriors win it's likely to be shorter it's probably I don't want to say 4-1 because that sounds too savage I was going to say Golden State in five. <laughs> but yeah, actually, I'm going to go with 4-1. As much I as I don't want to see it. But I don't want it to happen, but Golden State are really good, and I'm giving them a pretty big edge over Celtics at the moment. Just based off, yeah. the like, you know, the even just based off the last round, like, yeah, you know, 4-1 versus 4-3. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. And not to mention, I think a couple of guys that were injured might be coming back, even like Peyton and things like that. So, Ooh, okay. so they could be even stronger than uh, than they were last series. So, yeah, I, I think realistically, Golden State take it four one. Possibly, yes. Yeah, 
as much as we don't want that. But I would like a pleasant surprise. So I would, say. yeah. So Boston, this is your opportunity. Yep. We've doubted you. So does that mean we've like opinion? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, like, I mean, as a little retrospective back on this season, the number of times where we call something and the opposite happens. It's been crazy. The curse of opinions is real. So it is. We have we, called we, it four one. It's not going to be four one now. We cursed Chris Paul. We continued his oh, curse. We've continued. His to be curse. fair, someone cursed him before we got to Chris Paul. Yeah, there was definitely but, some other black magic that was happening before but that. We so. we put the extra nail in the coffin. Yeah, clearly, it's all our fault. So. Do you do you keep seeing those rumors about um? Sorry, just random, random, mm. random rumor. Um, people think that KD is going to ask for his release, like for a trade, and he's going to end up in Phoenix next year. Phoenix, wow! I mean, look, KD has moved a few teams in his career so far, but I could not see him in a Suns jersey. That's weird, but the evil. <sighs> that's oh, that's so interesting. Okay, but this kind of goes back to the discussion about like big market, small market, because small markets aren't as meh anymore. So he honestly could go to Phoenix. Maybe just, he wants to be near LA, but not in LA. <laughs> Within a uh, private jet range, a yeah. short, short little flight. So yeah, that would be interesting. I sure I'm all for it. I like I like the chaos. I like the mixing up of teams, and who knows? But yeah, I think obviously we're yeah down to the finals, getting close to the end of the season. So be interesting to see the off season moves. But yeah, in the meantime, uh, do we do we curse Russell Westbrook? Do you, do you think? <laughs> Do you think they're going to trade him? Do you think the I Lakers know. are going to give up their like only pick they have available? I think it's either their 2026 <laughs> pick or their 2027 pick, oh first round pick. It's the only first round they have. That's so bad. Um, the only first round. I think they they probably want to get rid of Russ, but I don't know if they can. I think that's the that's the issue. Someone would do it for a twenty a first round pick. I think perhaps they might have to. But that's the deal. that's the only thing. That's they're only going to take it if that <laughs> that first round pick's included. So they get rid of the one good thing they have to get rid of the bad thing they have. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a tricky one. Yeah, maybe to like a team that's not competing I don't know. Uh, and is happy to take on a bigger that's contract. and just only pick. They don't have yeah. any first-round picks for the next... Until 2026. Oh, I mean, if I were the Lakers at this point, you've already committed to the the chaos that is Russ. I feel like at this point, you just bite, bite the bullet, just keep well, him and just keep your pick well, what are the Lakers going to do because outside of like KD LeBron mm. um, Russ uh, Horton THT yeah and um, uh, AR15 yeah like outside of those core guys I'm pretty sure most of if not mo- like all of that team were all vets on vet, vet men one year so they're not going to come back. I wouldn't come back yeah. to that. They're, you could go offer your services to a lot of other teams that would probably take you. So they're not even looking to improve the team. They're looking to just have a team, I think, for next yeah, season. Like, <laughs> oh it it might just be like a whole bench full of people we've never heard about before. Yeah. Or people and other teams that are like getting to the end of their career. Like, yeah, whatever. I'll go play in LA. That so like, fun. I've, I've been arguing with a person on my fantasy chat. Mm. He reckons that Lakers is a big market, so they're still going to attract good free signings, free agent signings. And I don't yeah. think they will, because you can attract like if you're a decent team, yeah. Then you know people will take the risk as a free agent signing. But this Lakers team is a dumpster fire, bro. <laughs> Who's taking the risk on that? I mean, it look it is the Los Angeles Lakers, one of the most storied franchises ever. So that has some appeal. But somehow they've managed to ruin you, that. <laughs> you have Russ, who's the turnover king. <sighs> Of and turnover king and the king of the three pointer, 
so much efficiency. Oh, You've God. got Anthony Fruitcake Davis. Can I... Is that... That's not a rude thing, is it? I can call him a fruitcake, right? Oh, uh, I mean, I think more than anything, he's a, he's a glass cannon, glass ankles. Anthony yeah, no, Davis I like fruitcake more, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because yeah. glass cannon, like, indicates that he's helpful sometimes. Oh, savage. And this <laughs> season, he hasn't really been that helpful. So he's yeah. a fruitcake. Um... <laughs> Which they've got, and like, look, no, it's Anthony Fruitcake, da- Fruit Fruitcake Davis, soon to be Tank Commander Davis. Oh well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Because LeBron's gonna leave in a year or two, and then it's Tank Commander Davis. Yeah, they've missed their window to keep be uh, to continue competing. Like, I mean, look, look, they they got a championship in twenty twenty, so yeah, look, yeah, it's okay. probably worth it. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's the thing, though. Like, I know it? everyone's like, it's worth it. Like, it's. It's without a doubt, like, you know, with the 32... T- it's 32 teams or 30 teams? 30 teams. 30 yeah. teams. So, it's like, you know, you've got a 1 in 30 chance. It's a huge thing. But is it worth being terrible for possibly the next 10 years? As a jazz fan, I'd say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would take 10 years of, of just garbage if, if you can yeah. have just one. Because having not had a championship ever, it makes it that much... So, <sighs> But, like, look at... Look at um, Look at not Chicago. Look at the Cavs now. Yeah, they're only just and getting just good, and yeah. LeBron's done like two whole stints since. Yeah. Since like, actually, on the flip side, as much as it sucks not getting a championship, it is at least nice going for a franchise that is consistently solid in the playoffs. Yeah, at least they win at games. The they don't exactly. suck. There are a lot of teams that honestly probably sacrifice a championship just because they want to stay at a good level, and I respect that. But it kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I just I think look, I think your window of bronze closing. Like yeah. if LeBron last, like and he was look, uh, I look LeBron's getting older and he's transitioning more to a shooting, like yeah. looking to shoot more than than be aggressive and like he can still be aggressive, but that's not his his play anymore. Yeah, and he's not a very look. He's an okay shooter. Yeah. So like, but it's still weird how he was getting all like you know he's trying to carry the team and he got fifty points and they were still losing. Yeah. That that team is garbage. Oh. I don't know. I don't think they're going to attract free agents that are good enough to make this team not garbage. Yeah. I I don't think that's and uh, that's the thing they can't attract free agents but they've also lost all their picks so they can't they've grow new nothing. talent themselves. So I've got Austin Reeves who was an undrafted rookie who was a like. You know, props to them. That was a good scout. He's a good yeah. player, but he's second year in. Yeah. Um, you've got yeah. Ad has looked like a shell since he won the championship. Honestly, yeah. the last two years he has not looked good. No, he has not looked dominant. He's not looked consistent. He hasn't looked. Um, there's a like. What's the word for like not being injury like he not being an injury prone? He looks like healthy, really. Yeah. yeah, he's he's had so many injury issues. So them losing McGee and 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 oh wait, no, they still have Dwight, don't they? You know, they got Dwight back the second yeah. year, but losing, yeah, they mm, second at all. I think LeBron's having... getting hurt more and more re- uh, in the last couple of years yeah. as well. I just don't. It's a bit like the a bit like the Mavs, where I don't know where the Lakers can go, except that I can guarantee you that unless they. I don't know. I don't even know what they do, but at least the Mavs mm. will look good. Lakers are going to be trash next year. Yeah. Unless they somehow get like a really good superstar somehow. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be very much like after Kobe left and it was just the Kobe. Lakers were just rebuilding. And then they're going to uh, eventually... They their chip and yeah. like, look, and that's the problem with the Lakers. They're looking to win now, but like, that's kind of like LeBron, like, like LeBron's like a, um, a black hole. 
he he goes to a team he sucks out everything of value then he leaves pretty much i he, mean he but i will counter that with it has delivered decent results yes yeah because i mean semi-decent he's, he's one in miami he's one in cleveland yes. he's one in la but the remnants but, after but that yeah <laughs> that's the thing there's a price to yeah. pay for winning that chip yeah that's very true so the, the ca- yeah the Cavs have only just gotten away from like uh, it might be back to where they're like you know building things up the Heat are doing okay but again they're still a little bit capped with flexibility the Lakers are wrecked yeah I think give the Lakers maybe like six to eight years yep, to yep. rebuild because this is this reminds me of the Nets when they went all in on Paul Pierce KG and trying to win now and then it didn't work and they gave up all their picks and I think it took them obviously they like oh uh, they gave a bucket but, load of picks yeah. to the pelicans for ad and i think that that was probably about six to eight years since they until they got back to like playoff basketball so yeah the yeah. lake if you're a lakers fan uh news flash there's gonna be a lot of pain in your future <laughs> oh, i love how we always come back to the lakers but i feel like we have I to love talk talking about, smack about yeah. lakers <laughs> it's just my favorite pastime yeah. what can i say but speaking of talking smack, I think we'll obviously have to do a recap of the finals to see how that goes, but we should also do a yes. kind of like a in-between season, what, what we can expect, I, any moves, any yeah, so I, changes. I think we've been discussing in the off-season, I think we're going to break down, we're going to try to, I don't know how many weeks between when the mm-hmm. the, the season starts again, but mm-hmm. we're going to do a bit of a breakdown of each team's season, what what was working what wasn't working mm. maybe we even sit down and try and work out like viable moves or i yeah. don't know we'll do we'll do a, yeah i think the concept is we'll do a bit of a a, a year recap yeah people that were playing well people that were things that yeah things that were working things that weren't do what we think they need possibly mm. trades that we think they should make but we'll sort of do a bit of a recap and yeah. and talk about um the teams so <laughs> We'll probably have to do the Lakers one pretty soon, <laughs> or we try and, or it's either we 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 crap on them really early in that series, or we keep them to the very end when moves start being made and as and the piece de la resistance at the end. So and see, and maybe we save them for the end so we can make fun of all the crappy vets they're gonna hire. Perhaps, yeah. But in the meantime, Melo's gonna be a game changer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not looking good for them. But yeah, we've got the finals to look forward to. Yes, starting so in a couple of days gonna be very exciting we will do our next episode once that's finished we'll do a whole recap yep. of that series so let's see how long hopefully we're you know we'll be back in like a week and a half and not straight away next week <laughs> that's true hopefully we have at least a reasonably length season uh, series but yeah stay tuned for that yep follow us exciting. press like subscribe we're not on youtube we're on spotify but hey still do all those things do all the good things show and, us the love uh we're we're out of here peace see ya That was pretty good for impromptu.